You're listening to Unlock Your Life, a podcast that empowers heart-centered entrepreneurs getting from hustle to harmony by building a business without compromising their life, relationships, or kids. My name is Susan McLean Bond, and I am a business coach, trauma therapist, shipbuilder, and first mate on tall ships. In this podcast, I go deep into where we get stuck around money, why, and how to break free and unlock your life. Because if you came into this world to bring value, change, potential, then why not do it in the way that's also best for you? Let's create the world you would love to live in. Let's start today with your next step to unlocking your life. Susan McLean Bond. Welcome to Unlock Your Life, the podcast about how to build your business without compromising or sacrificing your relationships, your kids, your skills, your talents, whatever it is that you find important in life. And we're in the middle of the series around money and finance. Over the course of 2019, we're talking about money and relationship to all eight important areas of life. And today is the third episode around money and finance. And uh, last week we talked around, about managing money and why you don't need money before you start managing it. Um, even more important, why you're probably not having enough money because you're not managing it. And today we're going to talk about money blueprints because um, in the series around money and business, we talked about blueprints and what a blueprint even is. But with money, we have five specific money types that have a certain blueprint. And once you know that blueprint, it'll be easier to see how you exactly manage money or not manage money or use money or disuse money. I don't know, for lack of a better word, disuse money, right? So, Last week I said there are five specific money blueprints. Now let's take a look at these money blueprints. The first money blueprint is the spender. Now what does a spender tend to do? Pretty obvious, right? A spender tends to spend his money. So a spender really wants to get rid of money as quick as possible. Why? because money gives a spender a sense of existence. I can spend so I exist. A spender is typically the kind of person who doesn't want to check their bank account. They just want to make it happen. They want to live. They don't want to worry about money. And money gives them the feeling that they're alive. If they can spend, they feel they're alive. It's really important for a spender to not be confronted with, oh, we don't have it, you, you should be careful or whatever, because that will make them furious, that will make them feel like, oh my God, I'm dying, I'm dying. Spenders wanna spend. It gives them the kick of being alive. They are not looking at their bank accounts. They're spending. They usually have a lot of money to spend, but they really don't care about having money. They care about being able to spend it. Um, usually, end of the month, nothing left in the bank. These are the people who are very generous, who want to give away a lot of money, who want to drive big cars. You can see money oozing from their life because they love to spend, because it gives them the feeling that life is valuable. 
think their life is valuable and that they actually exist. That's a spender. Now, the second money type seems opposite. It's the saver. And the saver money type saves all their money. They have a ton in the bank account. They don't want to spend. They do not want to spend. Spending money feels like dying. Having money in the bank account gives them the feeling that they're alive, that they're safe, that they can be certain that life will work with them. Saving gives them security. It gives them the sense that everything is okay. If they have to spend something, it feels like they're cutting their own throat. Even the normal, usual things, they just don't want to spend. It's not even that they might not have it, probably have a ton of money in the bank account. It's just that it makes them feel like suicide might be too strong, but it gives them the feeling that they're out of control. That's it. It gives them the feeling that they have a huge lack of control. If they have to spend money, they're spending all their control mechanism. They cannot spend money and feel good. It takes them a long, 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 long time because the only thing that makes them feel safe is having money in the bank and never spending it. It's a saver. Now, the third money type is the avoider. And a money avoider doesn't want to deal with money. Avoiders, and I know because this is my prevalent money type, an avoider has huge, huge stacks of unopened envelopes on the table, says, oh, well, you know, let's not talk about the money thing. Let's just do whatever is important in the world. And it seems good. And I know it does have a very good side. Let's not worry about money. Let's just do what we need to do. We can open all the envelopes later. Let's just avoid all of that and do what's really important. And yeah, that sounds good. Also sounds good to me. But if you avoid looking at your envelopes and at your bank accounts, then surprises do come. Avoiders tend to pay a lot of late fees. Avoiders tend to get a lot of of unexpected invoices, unexpected letters. They, and they're like, where did this come from? I didn't see that coming. If you have that, sometimes you have to be an avoider or you're avoiding certain things because avoiders think that there is more important things to money, uh, to life than money, which is probably true, but avoiding the whole subject altogether raises a really important question. And that is, what else are you avoiding? And I know because I was an avoider. And um, two weeks from now, let me see, let me check the schedule. Yeah, two weeks from now, we're going to talk about how to work with your money blueprint instead of against it. But first, you need to understand your own money blueprint. Avoiders avoid. They avoid everything to do with money. They avoid talking about it. They avoid looking at it. They avoid opening their bills. They avoid paying. They avoid the whole subject altogether. Then the fourth um, money blueprint, money type, is the money monk. And the money monk feels he's beyond money. Money, uh, monks typically say things like, let's just, oh, money is bad. Let's just discard 
money altogether. Let's just get rid of the whole concept of money. Never look at it again. Never have it. Let's just abolish money from the from the whole universe and we'll be out of trouble. And although you could say a lot of things around the money system, it doesn't really work that way because money is just something that we invented in order to get an exchange. And if we would get rid of money, we'd invent something else. Even if we would trade peanuts for business, then we would have a peanut problem. It doesn't really matter what we're exchanging in order for goods to come into our hands. Maybe the money system doesn't work. Maybe it does work. Maybe it works to a certain extent. It doesn't really matter. A money monk says, let's not do all this money thing. And what happens then is that they are actually not really living in the world. They are trying to be above the world and they're trying to avoid life altogether as we've created here. And they say, oh, you know, yeah, but it's so, oh, that's just for the people out down there. And, you know, there are so much more important things. I am too spiritual to deal with money. But you know what? It's kind of spiritual to be a human and discover what it is like to be a human and deal with all the things that humans have to face with. And to really be on this earth and incorporate everything that it has to offer. True spirituality is dealing with all aspects of life and not avoiding one aspect, thinking that it's more spiritual to not deal with it. Because we are spiritual beings and we invented money. So let's see what we can learn from it. And let's see how we can deal with it in a way that does suit us. Because maybe the money system failed in certain ways, probably. Maybe there's a lot to say about it. But to say, oh, you know, let's just, I'm above that. Then you're not able to ever change anything. So that's the money monk. And then we have the hoarder. That's the last one. And the hoarder looks a little bit like the saver, but the hoarder is holding on to it so tightly. It's the Scrooge type, right? And it's not just saving it, it's hoarding it. And it's literally holding on to it. And there's a big difference because the saver holds on to it because it makes him feel safe. The hoarder wants to create more and more and more and more and more. That's the difference. The saver is just saving whatever there is. The hoarder is trying to collect more and more and more and more and more. Why? Because it's kind of a contest. The hoarder has the feeling that the person with the biggest jackpot wins whatever there is to win. And the hoarder doesn't realize that at the end of life, there's nobody saying, hey, who won this game? Life is not a game to be won. And the hoarder feels that there is bigger prizes for the person who gained most. And that really, really makes people um, competitors instead of, it doesn't create a lot of intimacy. It creates a lot of competition and unsafety and, um, and a feeling that there is always something more to be won. And it doesn't give you the feeling of gratefulness to be alive. So really, it avoids life. Now, 
Looking at all of these five money types and money blueprints, we can easily see that we're probably not just one, right? So in essence, I'm an avoider. On the other hand, as soon as I notice that I avoid, I tend to spend. While some avoiders avoid it and tend to save it and never spend it. So I'm an avoider who tends to spend. I also know that sometimes I feel like, oh, let's just ditch the whole topic of money altogether, right? I, I used to think, and I don't think that anymore, I used to think that spirituality and money was kind of difficult to combine. And now I know that it's not, because that was also one of my beliefs, that if I would choose for spirituality in my life, that I would have to cut with money. And I thought that doesn't feel right. But I kind of thought that it was the only way and it didn't feel right. And then that's a whole difficult thing, right? So all of these beliefs together, and we have thousands of beliefs around money, um, will create a blueprint around these five things. Now, what is really interesting, and that's kind of a homework from this podcast for this week, is that I would like you to really see how are you dealing with money. And then there is one thing, and that's for bonus points. So if you are a good player, please go for the bonus points and see how that is actually also true in other areas of your life. And I mean by that is that how you do anything is how you do everything. How you do one thing is probably how you do all other things in life. And this goes specifically for money. How you deal with money is probably also how you deal with relationships, with work, with business, with your stuff. And that's not nice to hear. I know, but I'm not here to be nice. I'm here to be loving. What I mean with loving is to hold up a mirror so that you can look deep into it and feel the love that has always been there inside for you. And I want you to connect with your own soul, but you can only connect with it if we dig underneath the layers that you put around it. So the most loving thing I can do is ask you to do this and check how do you deal with money and how does that relate to other areas in your life. So for instance, if you're a spender and you want to give away every inch of money you have, you want to spend it. How do you do that in other areas? How do you deal with relationships? How you're a spender in your relationship? Maybe you have the feeling that if you cannot spend, um, that maybe you have the feeling that you have to give, 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 and it's hard for you to receive back from your friends. You're just giving advice, spending, spending everything you have, giving, 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 and maybe you're a little bit dominant in that. And maybe it's difficult for people to give something back to you. I don't know. Look at it. How are you spending in other areas of life? How do you do that with business? How do you do that with relationships? How do you do that with food? Look into all those areas. If you're a saver around money, tell me how do you save in other areas of life? Do you hold back in friendships? Um, do you um, maybe save a lot of food in stock instead of putting it out for friends or putting it out on plates? 
How are you a saver in other areas of life? Maybe in your business, maybe you're not giving everything to your clients. Maybe you feel that you can never give 100% of who you are, or maybe you're not giving even 10% of who you are because you have to save it for whatever. And the funny thing is, one thing I hear a lot of savers say is, yeah, yeah, but you know, I cannot give away all my stuff because if I give it away, then nobody will pay me ever. And that's interesting, isn't it? Because I'm giving away all my knowledge. People pay me anyway. Because there is more where that came from. I don't just have one thing to talk about. I'm talking about this right now. I am happy that you have it. I don't have to save that. I can give it to you because there is more where that came from. And if you want more, I'm sure you'll think of me. If the time is right, etc., etc. But savers tend to think that they need to keep it in a bank account until they can whatever. So how do you do that in other areas of your life? Think about that. If you're an avoider, how do you avoid other things? I'm an avoider. I know I avoided relationships. I avoided intimacy. I was strongly avoiding deep connection. And I am all about deep connection. But it also freaks me out. So I wanted deep connection and I am about deep connection, but I was also avoiding it. And that's a really interesting pattern. I was also avoiding calling people back. I was avoiding cleaning up my room. I was avoiding taking action a lot of times. I was avoiding dealing with certain things. I avoided a lot of things. If you're an avoider, how are you avoiding things? Be honest about it. It's your life. And if you want it to change, if you want your results to change, this is the time to act. You don't have to share it if you don't want to. Write it down for yourself. And if you want any help, reach out. I'm happy to help. That's what I'm there for. But please take this seriously. If you're a monk, what else do you feel above? What else do you feel is beneath you? It's probably not just money. It's probably that you don't feel connected to many aspects of life, of life as a human being on this planet. Maybe you feel that only nature is true, that human beings don't understand it. See how else you feel disattached from human being, from being human. If you're a hoarder, what else are you hoarding? How often are you trying to make a game out of things that are not a game. And what are you trying to accomplish with that? Look at it. Take a deep look at the other areas of life. Is your cellar filled with food? Maybe that happens with a lot of hoarders. Are you trying to accomplish uh, more cars, more stuff, more? What are you trying to hoard? Are you holding on to your friends and suffocating them? I don't know. You do. Tell me about it or write it down for yourself. And if you want any help with this, please reach out to us. You can do that through the Facebook group. Uh, go down to the link below and join our Facebook group and ask me anything on the Money Mindset Mastermind Monday morning between 12 and 1 Central European time. You can ask me anything there, but you can also send me an email. I'm really, or put something in the comments. I'm really happy to help you out with this. 
this is one of the most important pieces of homework I can ever give you. And I'll give it to you over these podcasts in all different kinds of ways, but specifically the topic of money and finance and these blueprints are really, really, really rich in understanding what your blueprint is like. Now, next week, we're going to talk about how to manage your money. And after that, we'll talk about how to work together with your blueprint. So do this homework. Next episode, we'll teach you about managing. But after that, I'll teach you everything you need to know about how to work together with your blueprint instead of trying to bash it, how it can actually become your best friend. So that was it for today. I really hope you enjoyed this and that you will share this episode with as many people as should be listening to it. And I wish you have a very nice day. Bye. Thank you for listening to Unlock Your Life by Susan McLean Bunt. I hope you got inspired and have some great takeaways. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. In the meantime, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. See you next week. Oh,